Hi, I'm Lisa of Two Sober Chicks, and this is my shot glass of recovery. You know, us folks in AA, we often talk and use the word miracle, and sometimes we throw it around quite quite frivolously. Um, But the reason we use the word miracle is because, for many of us, the fact that we don't drink anymore is just that. And even furthermore, not only the fact that we don't drink, but the fact that we can continue to cope with life on life's terms, that, for me, is an absolute miracle. That was one of the whole reasons why I drank, because I had difficulty with life. I had difficulty with accepting that it has ups and it has downs. And, um, you know, I wanted everything to be perfect. I wanted everything to be like how I saw it on TV and in uh, the fairy tales that I read as a young girl. And things just didn't seem to be going that way for me. And alcohol for the longest time was my solution. So the fact that I now live a clean and sober life free of alcohol and drugs to me is an absolute miracle that I'm still on this planet living and breathing air and um, having a relatively successful, happy, joyous, and free existence. Um, Another miracle was the synchronicity of events that began this program. Um, I encourage anyone who's listening to check the facts, look up the facts, and check out the history of AA. A lot of our old-timers are no longer with us, um, and the long-timers who knew the old-timers are now starting to die off. Um, We have always said um, it is up to us to carry this message. That's step 12. It's how we continue to stay sober by carrying the message to other alcoholics. But it's important to know what that message is, and it's important to know the history and roots of this organization. So I'm just going to give you a brief synopsis in this five-minute podcast about the synchronicity of events. Um, Some names that you might not hear. Uh, Of course, we know of um, Bill Wilson and his wife Lois, and we know of Dr. Bob Smith and his wife Anne. Um, Has anyone ever heard of Roland Hazard? That, I think, is really where uh, this program began. And it's interesting to note for the people who have a real problem with um, the spirituality side of this, that this program did start in psychology. Um, This guy named Roland Hazard in 1931, he was an alcoholic, uh, and he was what was coined the hopeless variety, uh, who was never to recover, or was told he would never recover. He was a big shot, a New York investment banker, um, and he went over uh, to Europe to visit Dr. Carl Jung. And that is where Dr. Young told Roland there might be hope if he could stay sober. So the key there is that he had to put down the drink. So don't take that first drink. And then he would have to go through a personality change through a spiritual experience. Um, and they tried uh, to foster that. Um, but as soon as he left the care of the good Dr. Carl Young, then he would end up relapsing again. What happened after that was he found something called uh, the Oxford Group. Uh, The Oxford Group was started by a Lutheran minister called Frank Buckman. And uh, what had happened for Frank was that he'd been carrying around a resentment for years and years and years. And finally, he wrote a letter asking for the people who he resented. He asked for their forgiveness. Now, he didn't get forgiveness from these people. They never even responded to him, which teaches us another great lesson, how a person reacts or doesn't react to an amends is not important. What he found was that his life was tremendously improved just by the humble act of admitting his own wrongs and asking for their forgiveness. So he then sat down and wrote what he had done. 
He had surrendered. He had examined his sins. He had shared and confessed. He had made restitution for harm. And he had asked for God's guidance. Um, these became the tenets of what he formed the uh, Oxford Group, which was one of the uh, Christian fellowships. And this is the fellowship that Roland Hazard went to. And when Roland started to do these things, um, he had his life changed as well, and he recovered from alcoholism. Later, Roland would hear about an old friend by the name of Ebby Thatcher. You might have heard of Ebby. Uh, he was a friend of Bill Wilson's. Ebby had been committed to a mental institution for his alcoholism, aka a treatment center. <laughs> this is our version of a treatment center today. Um, uh, so Roland packed up a couple of his friends. Uh, he went to court uh, where Ebby stood in front of a judge and he convinced the judge to turn Ebby over to him. And for weeks they worked him through the Oxford Group's tenants and he got sober. And this is when Ebby thought of his longtime friend, Bill Wilson, and in November 1934, he went and told Bill all about his experience with the Oxford Group and uh, the tenants and what they had to do. And the cool thing is, is that after that experience, I think Bill got drunk one more time and then he started to apply it. And then he adapted it. So Bill Wilson knew that um, alcoholics being uh, stubborn, um, egotistical, self-centered, you know, we're a hard bunch. Um, we had to think that uh, these things were our own idea. God's will is a tough pill for us to swallow. Um, so he changed um, things like uh, surrender to making a conscious decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Examining our sins. Ew, that sounds very religiously. Religious-y. <laughs> Bill didn't uh, think that, uh, well, he knew he couldn't get down with it, and he didn't think that other alcoholics, and he was right, I mean, who knows an alcoholic better, right, than another alcoholic, that we'd get down with such moral, religious talk. So he changed it to, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Then he took this sharing and confessing idea, and he said, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. He took making restitution to made a list of all the persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. And nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. The asking God for guidance part, again, he thought maybe saying that was a little too religious sounding. So he changed it to sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. And witnessing... Like, that's very religious, testifying, witnessing. He changed it to having had a spiritual awakening. As the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So Bill Wilson adapted the tenets, and then he added, through his own experience, steps 1, 2, 6, 7, and 10. And that is how the 12 steps were born based on his own experience and the experience of a religious organization. So he took what he had learned from them, which is why I think that line in the big book is so important. Make use of what religious people have to offer. It doesn't say you need to join a religious organization or you need to go to church or you need to be a member of any sect or denomination, but you can make use of what they have to offer. I find when, um, 
you know, people of uh, certain faiths, when they are at their best, when they are at their highest, their closest to God, they are leaving their own interpretations out of their their Bibles, um, their Qurans, their religious texts. They are leaving their own interpretations out of it, and they really are following um, the will of a higher power. What does God want of all of us? You know, I think it's just to get along, to love each other, to care for each other. We take self out of it, and it, it is a miracle. It really does change us. Um, so that's my little brief history lesson. There's all kinds of stuff out there. Um, there's some great books. Um, Joe and Charlie do a series. Um, they dig deep into the history as well. If you can find any audio tapes, um, Clancy, um, Sandy, Chuck C. Um, these are some great historians uh, a lot of which who are no longer with us anymore, but you can find them through the miracle of the internet and uh, audio um, MP3s, anything that's downloadable, a podcast, and I hope that you continue to search um, because that is what we are. We are searchers. We are seekers. And it is in that seeking that we keep close to our higher power. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have enjoyed the soundtrack and the background of the birds uh, as I sit on my screen porch today and record this shot glass of recovery. I'm Lisa of Two Sober Chicks. Thanks for joining me.